Welcome back to the Raw Take for CEOs. This is where we tackle today's issues and how they impact your business. And this is hosted by me, Dan. And Steven. We'll give you our Raw Take on what's important for you and your business. Let's get started. It is Wednesday, November 18th, uh, more than halfway through November. Last week, last week, three main things. It was, uh, it was stay focused, keep it simple, and drive value to customers. And, you know, the whole context of last week was about focusing on finishing out 2020. And today we have, I think, a a great episode. Two guests today, which we'll introduce and we'll bring in in a few minutes. But we're back to PPP today. What we're seeing is uh, businesses filing for bankruptcy, right? Yeah, the the Wall Street Journal made this a headline Monday and Tuesday. A bunch of companies that received monies, we'll get to the numbers in a second, are now filing for bankruptcy. And all that PPP money is is doing what, right? Right. And I mean, it should be of no surprise, right? Um, Companies that did receive the PPP money and that actually used it for what its original intent was to bring back employees, probably spent it in the first eight weeks, never mind 24 weeks. Um, Yeah, I'm with you. I think it, it did what it was intended to do. It was to sustain them through the summer, right? Through a few months and, and we're seeing that the spike up is happening in, in August. But I think, you know, for, for us, when I read that news, I was like, well, that's headline news today, but we were actually talking about it in April, right? Right, the piece we wrote on, uh, wrote uh, titled Black Monday, right? The day after uh, the PPP money ran out. Exactly. But the article came out and said about over a half a billion dollars of PPP money across 300 companies. Those 300 companies have filed for bankruptcy. And I believe, it's not over. I mean, we're going to continue seeing this when you have the hospitality industry, right? You have the hospitality industry, not just including restaurants here. We're talking hotels. We can talk yeah. about air travel, second wave of COVID. It's not going to get better. Uh, the employees that uh, are that are affected, uh, they are not the one percenters. They're not the, no. the Googlers, the Facebookers, right? But there is a trickle-down effect to all this. When you have a large swath of the uh, population, and we're talking already 8 million people, um, and there's a lot of things going into the end of the year that are going to disappear. And, and you know, we try not to get into politics here, but no, you've, you've got- when you've got a lame duck president who doesn't want to be a lame duck, and now all he's doing is trying to, like, focus his attention and effort on getting lawyers across every municipality, every state to try to overturn the election. He's out golfing on Saturdays and Sundays. And yet you have people who are really going to start suffering. Yeah, we've got the Wall Street's not showing this. Expanded uh, unemployment that's, you know, going in. We've got- Enhanced unemployment ended a long time ago. September. Yeah. After the executive offer. And then you have extended unemployment benefits. Right. What else? You got the moratorium on uh, uh, evictions. And who's that going to impact? That's not the one percenters. Not the one percenters. I think you know. So I think the I agree. The the businesses that we are going to we're going to see failing are not this not the same. Not going to be the same business profile. Uh, it's not going to be in only hospitality. It's going to be in other industries where those workers spend their money. And so talk to us about this K uh, K shape recovery, right? We're in the middle of it now. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people think of the K-shaped recovery as like every, all the investors, all the rich people are the, the, the t- upper piece of the K and the lower piece of the K is, is you know, the, everybody that's not the one percenters. But I think, you know, it, it's really the K-shaped return is the, the you know, the, the, the upper piece of the K. It is 
the one percenters, but it's also the knowledge workers, those people that can continue their jobs, continue their paycheck. I mean, it's everybody here, right? Like we have been able to maintain our all of our headcount um, and and drive, drive back to customers. But unless we begin to solve the problems of the bottom half of the K-shape, oh yeah, there's going to be a trickle up effect, if you will. Sure. And the knowledge workers are going to be impacted. It'll be, it'll be like a cursive K with the like little, little dip at the top, right? Um, Hopefully, it ends in a new presidency. But <clears throat> yeah, no, and then, uh, you know, another piece from Harvard Business School mm -hmm. um, that uh, we were talking about uh, with, with our guests actually. Um, you know, they're saying that another million small businesses are going to fail in the next eighteen months. That's a lot of jobs. It's a lot of jobs, and uh, you know, it's 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 in that context that we bring uh, we're going to bring Dave and Tom in today. So to talk about tax resolution, and if you don't know what that is, don't worry. I didn't before I talked to these guys uh, six months ago, but I think you know it, it's it's very relevant. And so another headline that came out this week, um, again, no surprise, in the the first so call it the first half of the pandemic, we had um, the savings rate was increasing. Yeah, you had stimulus checks. Uh, the enhanced unemployment, as you mentioned, right? There was there, there was enough cushion there. Um, there was PVP monies, was like PVP for small monies, business owners, right? so that you could you know buoy yourself with other monies. You could uh, pay down some debt, increase savings, and I think you you know your the headline we were looking at today was the consumers are getting back into debt, albeit not with plastic debt yet. But if it's the difference between going into debt further or putting food on your table. Which one are we going to pick? Yeah. Right? Right. So we're going to be getting more into debt. It's going to be something that is going to take years to kind of build ourselves, uh, grow ourselves out of this. Um, and so with that background on today's guest, Steve. Yeah. So that's with it. That, that backdrop is where, you know, where we're coming at with uh, the topic today. And, you know, Dave Weishouse and Tom Conrad from Box Elder join us. Tom is a tax attorney, co-founder of Box Elder Consulting and Tax Relief. Dave, co-founder as well of Box Elder, a serial entrepreneur and lawyer. Let's, uh, let's bring him in. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to our Raw Take for CEOs podcast. As you've probably seen from these episodes, open and honest communication, it's in our DNA. We push our entrepreneur customers to do the same. Stay radically open. If you're a business owner looking to elevate your finances or your accounting and get the raw feedback your business needs, drop us an email at sales at growthlabfinancial.com. And you can always email Dan or Stephen at growthlabfinancial.com. Excellent. Look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you. All right, guys. Box Elder team, how are you? Hey, how are you, gentlemen? Cool. So we just did a quick introduction of uh, Dave and Tom, uh, but before we go any further, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves, your company? Uh, we are, you know, to be open and honest, we're friendly competitors. We refer business between each other, so feel free to talk, talk to us about Box Elder, the tax resolution side, and the business consulting side. Dave and I are actually uh, best friends that have known each other since 2006, so we, we go way back, and uh, I got started in the tax resolution end of things, kind of uh, resolving past due IRS liabilities, people that owe money to the IRS um, about 10 years ago. And uh, more than five years ago now, uh, we decided to team up on this venture. Uh, Dave had a ton of experience um, setting up small businesses, uh, loves entrepreneurship, 
And uh, we decided to kind of combine those two forces to, to make things work for uh, people that owe money, people that haven't filed their taxes, uh, people that are overwhelmed by IRS troubles, um, or just business owners that are just starting out and need some advice. Um, so we kind of have all of those uh, available at Box Elder Consulting. And Dave, you're a serial entrepreneur. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, thank you for that compliment. I'll take that with the serial entrepreneur. Uh, I got into accounting nine, nine, ten years almost, uh, helping out a family member um, kind of reformat their in-house, you know, finance uh, bookkeeping department and accounts payable department. And uh, really opened my eyes up to processes, to implementing small business solution softwares, whether it was QuickBooks or, you know, a document management in the cloud. Ten years ago, that was like brand new, uh, you know, putting things in the cloud and sending a guy out into the field. And um, that was really what kind of pivoted me towards helping other small business owners put solutions in place to help, you know, run their business in a more successful, efficient manner. So let me, let me start with tax resolution. You guys can like cut me off and tell me I'm not, not, not calling it the way it is at all, but I wanted to kind of dive into tax resolution, what that is, you know, how people get in, how people find themselves there. But um, because, you know, in, in the context of what we were just talking about, we hit on a few headlines, you know, HBS, you know, million uh, business, small businesses going to go under in the next 18 months. Um, you know, PPP money, the Wall Street Journal reported um, 300 companies, 300 companies, bankruptcy. half a billion dollars worth of uh, PPP monies that they've all filed for bankruptcy. And, you know, hopefully some of them will come out of bankruptcy. But in the end, you know, you know, we're kind of talking about things happening that would lead businesses, especially small businesses, to need tax resolution help. So, you know, what is tax resolution? I, you know, I, I see it as, you know, you get yourself into a hole with the IRS or with tax authorities and you got to dig out, you got to get current. And, you know, it's a, it's a bad place to be in, but you know, what is your 60 sec, what is your elevator pitch about tax resolution? Yeah, it's, it's IRS problem solving. So it's people that owe money to the IRS, it's people that haven't filed um, their tax returns. And typically what happens is there's some kind of really bad event and it, it could be something really horrible, like a, a spouse gets very sick or, or passes, a child gets very sick or passes you know, really bad situations for people that they're trying to get through the next 20 minutes. And, you know, someone comes to them and says, hey, let's do some tax planning for 2020. You know, and they look at you like you have something growing out of your forehead, because that's just insane to tell somebody like that when they're going through this really bad life event. The, the trouble is, is what happens is this typically snowballs. And then they have anxiety and stress about the IRS event. And that coincides with whatever bad thing happened. But what we found is over time, as they are ready to act, ready to deal with this, and, and typically what we see is several years go by, they just don't know where to start. And what, where we start with them is just that initial consultation to say, this is okay. I've done this 10,000 times. I know your story. If you could be a fly on the wall in our conference room, you would see all the millions of people that, that this affects every year. So, you know, really broadly, it's just problem solving. It can also be something like economic, just to tag on what you just said about the Harvard Business School study, just yesterday, Denver announced that it's no more in-person dining. So we have new COVID restrictions. We have no stimulus from the federal government, you know, limited state support. My, my neighbor is the, a manager of a big restaurant here in Denver that has several locations. 170 people are getting furloughed today. Wow. And, you know, and, and through no fault of their own. And that's really what we find here too, is that 
something happened that wasn't their fault, ranging from economic to just a life problem. And then, you know, what we do to get them back on track is just rehabilitate them, assure them that this is a money problem. There is a path forward here. What we have at Box Elder Consulting is a little Henry Ford type assembly line where we just take you through each step of the process. And I can get into that in more detail if you want. Yeah. So Dave, this is not the sexiest like part of the tax like career path, right? Most, uh, most young adults coming out of uh, school aren't really thinking about tax resolution as either uh, a career path for attorneys or for CPAs. Why'd you get into this? I mean, what, what puts bubbles in your beer on this one? So it's a, a great point to say that it's not it's not the highlight of sitting down and doing a multi-million dollar deal and you're bright eyed coming out of grad school with an accounting background. Um, it really is in the trenches, working alongside somebody, getting on the phone with the IRS, understanding their side and advocating for them. Uh, I'm also not gonna say it's God's work, but it's meaningful. You know, you're actually helping somebody. So there's, a, there, there's an altruistic side to it. Everything has a fee, of course, and everybody's in business to be in business, but you're really helping somebody who's in need. You're helping somebody who, again, as Tom said, maybe typically through no fault of their own, just got laid off, doesn't have the resources. Uh, so I got into it because it seemed like a really great economic opportunity to be totally transparent. And then you meet people and then you engage with the clients and then you learn more about them. And then once you fix whatever was that systemic problem or whatever was going on in the past and encapsulate it, well, then you could talk about the cool stuff. This is the part, the part that is fun. Well, now how can we continue to build? How can we get a second shot at this? How can we go back and move into the future and be in a clean frame, you know? And, and by the way, just to caveat what tax resolution is, it's just like any debt. So you'll see this as this is one side of debt. So there's student loan debt, there's medical bill debt, there's credit card debt, and there's tax debt. There, there, if, you're, if you're distressed in one of those categories, typically you have issues in the others as well. So this was something that with our background in law, we were able to just kind of focus on it and then parlay that into bookkeeping, which I know you guys have a specialization in, accounting and tax preparation, business advising and consulting. Um, and not to steal Tom's thunder, but every single tax resolution strategy has one critical point that you don't screw up again with the IRS, that you don't continue to owe them. So if you're going to stay in business, you really have to walk the straight and narrow. And whatever happened in the past can be encapsulated as long as you're hiring somebody like Growth Lab, doing your quarterly returns, getting your estimated taxes paid and filing on time and getting a refund. Um, so that's why it's always been a great collaboration over the last year that you and I have been able to share clients with each other. Yeah, uh, just to say that openly. Yeah, no, it's been it's been great. I think you know one of the things that attracted us to work with you guys initially was was that the fact that you know you are in this to help small business owners uh, succeed, right? Succeed and grow. And you know you're you're in the trenches. You're doing the work, um, as you say. You know, might not call it God's work, but it's it's helping business owners. Grow and it's really, really freaking satisfying. Right? In short, it's helping people, and I think that's exactly the point. Just to briefly tag on, we we got a guy Don that that has not. It doesn't mind me using his first name. He did a commercial for us. He had not filed his tax return since 1997. Right, boom. Let that settle and sink in for a second. And you know, he was convinced you can't help me. You cannot help me, and I hear that a lot. 
And I said, Don, you will be my biggest challenge, but I promise you, I will help you. Um, within 60 days, we had him back in the banking system. He had been using cash and check cashing for years. Um, he uh, had met a gal four years prior. He wanted to marry her and Kathy. And she said, Don, you need to take care of this tax thing before we get married. What we find is there's hope and fear. Fear is not as good of a motivator as hope. And, and a lot of these people, they, after going through their dark time, they, they kind of come out of the bunker a little bit one day and they open the door and they see that the birds are chirping and the sun is shining. And they go, oh, wait a minute, I can do this. And typically what we see is after the very first phone call to, to us, they are feeling better already because they unloaded that burden onto you and they said, here's what happened. And, I, and my response is, oh, this is actually pretty straightforward and we're gonna get this fixed. And they're like completely blown away by that. We do our initial pro bono meeting with them in person. We want them to get comfortable with us. A lot of this is just human relations and I got kind of off track, but briefly to say, the answer is you're helping people. I mean, right. you are watching people that are absolutely convinced that they are just, you know, second class citizens because they don't have credit cards or can't, can't get into the banking system and they're embarrassed and they're ashamed and they're afraid. And then in the next few weeks, they're completely different people. And it's, it's really incredible to watch that. And as you guys are thinking through sort of the macroeconomics, the political dynamics, you know, before we introduced you in, we talked a little bit about, uh, not to repeat what Steve was just saying, but, you know, this is like the perfect storm for your type of service. Um, we're talking 8 million people on the unemployment line. That doesn't even include like people not looking for a job, people that have given up. That doesn't include hospitality workers that in the next four weeks are going to be without a job again, right? That doesn't even include your buddy there, the neighbor who just let go of 50 uh, restaurant workers. I mean, 170. Right? You've got <laughs> yeah. economies here, right? You've got the wall, you look at Wall Street and the NASDAQ and and Dow Jones, and it's just like, oh my God, you know, this is like the greatest yeah. market expansion that we've ever seen. But then you look at this other side and it's just like, holy shit, this yeah. is, this is the perfect storm. Like what's next. Right. And, um, what are your, what are you guys thinking about this? You know, how are you building your business to really take, take, you know, capture this up? I, it's an opportunity for box elder, but it's also an opportunity to help some, some real businesses. We're planning to close on four new hirings this week. We started interviewing last week and if Tom, can shed some light after I finish this comment. 2008 was a very similar economic crisis. What I can see is a forecasting a wave and uh, we're similar age. You guys lived through 2000 with the dot-com. I don't think we were all a little too young for savings and loan in the nineties, but I saw 2000, I saw 10 years later and now I'm seeing another 10 years. This is my third go. Uh, it's a couple of years and then it's inflation versus deflation. And it really rests with wages, jobs, employment. And um, Tom was busy as hell through 2013 dealing with the fallout from 08, 09, and 10. Oh, yeah. um, and, and the IRS is classic, slow-moving zombie. So the damage that's being incurred today and the carnage that's happening today and the credit card debt that you're building and the, and the forbearance on whatever else we're you know, we're pushing off into the future and the defaulting of the mortgage or the rent, whatever that is, it's exacerbating the IRS. You know, they don't come out of the, you know, they don't pop around the corner. Right. They take years. 
so, so the problems now will be, you know, for the next two to three years. Right. And so, Tom, as you're thinking about this, so we do a lot of, we work with a lot of companies in turnaround situations, restructurings. We've been actually seeing an uptick in restructuring um, opportunities uh, with our customers, with new customers, probably over the last year, maybe year and a half. This is even pre-COVID, right? Let's face it, the economic expansion over the last five years have left some behind, right? 100%. Going into 2020, there was already cracks. We could start seeing it. How do you work with folks like us who are working with the banks to do some restructuring? Uh, yeah, we got sales tax, we got payroll tax behind, we got income tax, we got personal tax. Talk to us a little bit about how you can uh, help some of our customers. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with you on the macro level. I'm not an economist, but it feels like to me we're still in the eye of the hurricane and the, the, the storm wall on the other side has not hit us yet. Dave's really fond of saying we're just in this kind of like $4 trillion fake economy. And it definitely, you know, you're seeing these weird things on the ground and then you're seeing the dichotomy and, and the disconnect and incongruity with the stock market. Real so I, uh, real estate, I completely agree with you on that. A lot of, a lot of free money out there that's, that's pushing this. So it does feel very 0809. Um, you know, a couple big things. The number one thing I would answer to that question is breathing room. We just get breathing room. I, I can buy you hold time, I can file appeals, I can keep things at bay, I can communicate. A lot of times people shut off communication. It's the worst thing you can do because then the IRS shifts to, now we're going to hammer you and we're going to levy your bank account, we're gonna take money out of payroll, that, that sort of thing. If you limit the revenue officer assigned to your case with, with actions that lead them to think that you're not communicating with them, they're limited to just pressing the levy button and hitting you hard. So what I do is really, a lot of this is just communication and really explaining simply to the revenue officer what's going on. Um, sometimes it's easy as making some voluntary payments on some small balances. Tom, why are you telling me to spend $5,000 when I owe $200,000? Trust me, just get this one period knocked out. They love that kind of stuff. Right. Um, the IRS has non-collectible status for two years. So if you just stay current, as Dave noted, this is really critical, stay current, file your taxes on time. A lot of people get think like, well, I, can, I can't pay that, so I'm not gonna file my return. Wrong, definitely file your return because you would immediately eliminate the failure to file penalty. And there's some things that they did administratively here as well. So kind of two main things to focus on. Um, one, I, I think you're gonna see something in the next year or two on par with the Fresh Start Initiative, which is what they did in 2011, which is when I started in the industry. So that was in response to the Great Recession where they had a number of huge programs, which I won't get into. You can just Google Fresh Start Initiative and, and you'll find it on the irs.gov website. But they did do a few administrative things that I have seen that are helping slightly right now. Um, obviously you're gonna get a new administration here too, so you can see some things change, but they extended, one thing they extended is if you offered a full pay, you can go from 120 to 180 days. So they added another 60 days if you just need time to full pay. Um, sometimes people just need six months to get back on track. Um, that's really easy to do. Um, they are also making it really easy to get installment agreements. So if you owe $250,000 or less, you can get really, really long-term payoff plans now. I'm talking like 120 months, like insane numbers, which, you don't ultimately want to be on, but it can, if you want to get started, if you want to start paying something, it's like some small amount that you can start with there. 
Um, they also are not levying PPP funds. So if you do get a bank account levy in that nightmare scenario I talked about a minute ago, and there was PPP money in the account, you just have to tell the revenue officer, it's PPP money, boom, they put it back, no questions asked, they have to do it. Um, and, and they're also doing things like allowing, like if there's an extra period of liability, let's say you owed for 2019 or you're gonna owe for 2020 and you're already on an installment agreement, they're just gonna automatically add that period of liability. I don't love it because it puts you on kind of a perpetual installment agreement. But again, with a lot of things, we're just trying to get through some, some rough patches and yeah. once we can get through these these little things like that. It's good to see that there, there's some activity there, some policies going into, going into effect that are speaking directly to, you know, your 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 customer base, right? COVID related, yeah. And on an intangible level too, what I'm finding is 95% of revenue officers are being extremely understanding. So yeah. like on a human level, you know, Look, the 5% that are not are taking up half of my day because I'm battling, you know, heavy on behalf of my clients. But, um, you know, they are being really, really nice because they, they're real people that live in your community. You know, and yeah, they understand that. They're people. I mean, I go back to, Dan, like the first, the first, we, at the beginning of COVID, you know, where this podcast all came out of, right? We, we were online office hours, podcasts, uh, webinars three times a week. And the first week of, do, of, Put it, put it, putting these out there, the message was all the same. It was communicate, right? And I heard that from you, right? It's communicate because these are these are people, and they, they don't know they're talking to people. I mean, probably ninety percent of your customer base more is uh, small business owners, right? And it's people that get find themselves in these situations, like you said, they feel alone, right? They don't want to come out of their bunker, right? But they they got into that bunker, may, probably from what I heard from you, like not because they made awful bad business decisions, you know, some event came about and, and they found themselves here, but it's, it's communicate, right? Don't put your head in the sand. When we were talking about it, it was talk to your banker, communicate with your banker, communicate with your employees. And in, in your case, you know, if we were doing this- Communicate with your be, revenue officer. Communicate with your- Yeah, which a hundred percent. And I also, you know, maybe your listeners are thinking easier said than done, you know? And it's true because you want to go like, ah, like don't attack me anymore, workers, you know? I'm feeling overwhelmed, yeah. And they're all working from home now, so it, gets, it makes yeah. it more difficult to actually pick up the phone and uh, call call an RO. So Dave and I have been through our own really tough times too, really tough. And it, the the instinct to kind of close off is very very strong. Um, and you know sometimes it's just about talking to a friendly voice. So you know for us, I I mandate this with my staff. Everybody needs to know everybody's first name. I want my staff to know my clients' kids' names. I want my staff to know the spouses' names, ideally their dogs' names. You know, calling Box Elder means calling a friendly voice. And, and that's really like, you know, half of our representation is just having that friendly voice, the calm voice, the non-judgmental voice that says, we're gonna get through this um, together. That's half the reason people hire attorneys uh, anyway, is just an objective standpoint to say, uh, all right, let me think about this from a, a standpoint of using my brain that's been eating, sleeping, and breathing IRS resolution issues for 10 years and think about your situation objectively. Sometimes you just kind of almost have to take yourself out of the equation. If that makes yeah, sense. that's great. You know, empathy, right? You guys are building a company with soul, which is, um, I, I think it's important, right? As you're out there building your business, trying to hire, what you deliver to your customers, yes, you're delivering a, a service, but at the end of the day, you're you're providing that relationship, you're giving them empathy, right? So Dave, what do you got to say? Last few thoughts here. 
Nothing. I, I want to bring it back to our collaboration if I could. And uh, I think it's, uh, I'm thankful for that. I want to tell your listeners, I'm thankful for Growth Lab and all that you've done for the clients that we've sent over to you guys. Um, and I think that that's really hand in hand. So back to, you know, stay the course, put on your pants every day, get back out there, you know, with time, everything heals. And um, you offer an invaluable service to the clients that need to stay, you know, on the steady, that need higher end consulting advice, that want to properly shut down a business, that want to properly restructure a business and know what those consequences could be. And there's both facets between Box Elder and Growth Lab. So thank you guys both for everything that we've uh, been able to accomplish together this year. And I'm, you know, I'm excited to continue to work together. I wish, you know, the economic landscape wasn't as dire as I, we all believe it it's going to be, but together we'll get through it. All right. I appreciate that, Dave. Tom, any last thoughts? Any final thoughts? Yeah, I think we covered a lot of good stuff. Um, just if you're listening to this and you're not sure where to start, um, you know, our number is 303-317-6111, 303-317-6111. It's as simple as a phone call. And, you know, I literally hear that stress melt away as the person that I'm talking to, the prospective client that I'm talking to lets that initial thing out again, they will be shocked at how many times we've done this and understanding their situation. You know, I guess the one thought is, you know, you're not alone. And, and there's a friendly voice that's been through this and that knows how to fix it. Great. So that was Box Elder. This is a company with soul. I learned a few things today. Tax resolution. It's about IRS problem solving. And by the way, it isn't just IRS. It could be your, your Department of Revenue at your local. And by the way, these guys are out in Denver, Colorado. It could be sales tax. It could be uh, income taxes. Any of the any of the places that you can trip up. Right. Uh, what I learned was breathing room, giving uh, small business owners, uh, giving families breathing room, especially during this time, giving them someone to talk to, right? That level of empathy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'd say the last thing is communication, right? We tell our customers that all the time, especially those, whether you're in a growth mode, if you're a startup talking to venture, venture uh, funders, uh, it's communication, being transparent. If you're on the flip side, uh, a turnaround situation, trying to get your bankers to restructure debt, uh, it comes down to communication. So it's with your investors, with your bankers, or with your yeah. revenue officers, right? Um, and I think, you know, the other thing that, that I heard loud and clear is, you know, you're not in this alone, right? And you find a partner, you find a box elder, you know, just the same way that we find with our customers. Okay. So that's a wrap, Steve. Cool. Join us next week. Check us out at growthlabfinancial.com or text RAWTAKE to 833-759-0277.